across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, it's not feeling so free right now. I'll tell you guys, I mean, I don't know if we're taking account of all the death and carnage that is happening around us. It seems that we get focused in a certain place. You know, our attention now is on Israeli Gaza when it was just at Russia, Ukraine. Then it was on Maui, actually in between those, uh, the Moroccan earthquake. Now we've got the devastating hurricane in Acapulco, uh, mass shooter, uh, death 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 just everywhere i mean the calling began we had years of lockdowns uh we had food pro production plants just blowing up left and right water shortages electric outages uh people without anything uh the people of maui of course in, in lahaina having nothing uh then the uh, the destruction in acapulco and they have nothing there's no one helping there's nothing they can do there's devastation going on in gaza and uh all of the deaths that occurred coming up to this from 2020 from all of the medical procedures being done that took out so many and and whether or not the flu killed people or not i still haven't figured that one out but uh <laughs> i mean we are looking at a horrific, a almost biblical. People want you to believe it's the apocalypse times in in our in human history in human lives. And I mean, this is this is global death just happening around us all day long. How does that affect us? I mean, we are emotional bodies. I mean, aliens say that we're containers of souls, and that we hold all of this. We receive all of this data. We, it's it's in our collective conscious. And we're all feeling it. I mean, how many of you are dealing with anxiety and depression right now? All of us. There's not one person. And you just may not be aware of it. Maybe it's coming out in your dreams. Maybe it's coming out in your sleep. Who knows? We're going to talk about that. We're going to get deeper into this. Because today we're talking with Lindsay Schwarma. And we're going to get deep into all kinds of uh, notions of what's going on inside of us. I mean, so much of our time is spent sleeping. I want to get into that too uh, as we get deeper into the show, but uh, please welcome Lindsay to the free zone. Hey. Hey, Freeman. It's always such an honor to be here with you. I uh, praise you all the time on my show, <laughs> Rogue Ways, and my, my audience and fans know you well, at least. If they didn't before they met me, they do for sure now, and I love the chance to get to talk to you, and I'm excited. I actually feel like this is the time of year to be talking about this exact subject. And I don't think that's an accident that the psychopaths on the psychopath class have orchestrated it to be such a big part of our psyche, subconsciously and consciously, hyper-consciously maybe, to have all of this death uh, and destruction. And I think it's important actually to tie it to dreams um, because dreams and, and death are both sort of the energy of fall and winter that we're moving into now. And you know, I feel like dreams are actually a way that we can salvage uh, something of all of this and and heal ourselves and also find really novel ways forward uh i think our souls are are wiser than we may give them credit for and when we can get in touch with them then we can accomplish so much and dreams are one way that like 100% of people have access to if they want uh to get into that so i i think it'll be a fun conversation Absolutely. And yeah, guys, I, I have been recording my dreams for a number of months now for quite some time. I, I, re, I have an MP3 recorder sitting next to my bed and then I wake up in the morning and I listen to what my adventures were that night. Now, I'm uh, not completely comfortable uh, broadcasting those out to the wider audience. So uh, if I if I get the courage, I'll, I'll put those in the member section for some of you to hear as we talk about this. But uh, without a doubt, I am processing stuff in the middle of the night and I, I have zero recollection of it. I'll, I'll have, uh, you know, <laughs> full on conversations in my sleep and then wake up not knowing at all what happened. So I'd like to get into some of the methods as well as we go along of uh, lucid dreaming and trying to bring this more to the forefront. 
But what we see right now is a lot of people who feel very alone in the world. We don't feel cared for. There's a lot of loneliness and isolation going on, anxiety and depression. And uh, we don't process this in the, in, in our open dimension. It, it, it seems it waits till night and when we shut everything down. Now, here's a just a little note that I want to throw in because this happened to me yesterday. Now, and this is, well, I'll get into the eclipses because we have an eclipse coming tonight on Saturday night. Or I haven't checked the time on that. I didn't even know that was happening. Just like the solar eclipse, I had no idea that was about to happen. Uh, so we're in this weird space of time where there's the astrological symbols going on at the same time. Uh, but just as a thought, the just just yesterday or the day before, I don't know. But I was sitting and I was meditating. And guys, I I don't meditate generally. I I. I need to, and I'm starting to work it more in just that, that calm and you feel everything start, you know, you don't even realize you have all those knots in your belly and everything else until you suddenly settle into this. And I went into a bit of a deep state and I was thinking about those thoughts of, you know, are we alone in this world? Do we feel cared for, you know, who's going to call me and ask me if I'm okay. And as I was sitting there, I got a text. It was from uh, the occult priestess, Corinne, and it says, how are you doing? And that was, you know, exactly what I was meditating on. Then I got a phone call and, hey, I hope you're doing all right. How's everything going? And it was as if all the things that I was meditating on where I was seeking care manifested during the meditation it was it was crazy. I think that we're moving into a quickening in this sort of situation. What do you think, Lindsay? Yeah, and this is part of why I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I'm doing a dream walking course this December, and uh, I want to help people access this level of, you know, because meditation is one way we can do that. And those experiences you're having are something that everybody can achieve. Everybody can have that level of synchronicity, that level of responsiveness from the universe. Um, and dreams are maybe even an easier way. It, it really depends on the person. We all have access to both the waking meditation and the sleep, what I call dream walking. But they're just such powerful tools to get what you need and to maybe even reorient some of your mental constructs that are old or outdated or negative or not helpful or find answers to things that seem like problems to you and solutions. And your synchronicity just reminded me of one that I did the other night. And so I'm I'm in the habit of most of the time, at least I will program my um, subconscious to give me certain answers and certain experiences in my, in my dreams. And so I'd asked for these three messages, just three messages. And I like to do this sort of open-ended thing sometimes because I don't know what I don't know. And so I asked to uh, be, you know, given three messages about something that I just need to know or need to draw my attention to, or just as good for me to be aware of. And so the first two came through like really, really clearly. And the third one came through really clearly. I was aware of it in the moment. I understood it. I received it. But afterwards, when I was writing it all down and I was, you know, getting getting the answers into my conscious mind and, and analyzing every the dream and the imagery and whatever, I couldn't remember the third one. Like it wasn't coming as clearly. And so I was like, well, man, I, I know I know it in my heart, but I want to know it consciously. <laughs> so I went into a meditation and I asked my um meditative mind state to give me that message again so that I could receive it again because I, I had forgotten. And I got some things, but it wasn't that clear. And I I asked, you know, and I received this weird thing about like Dune and and leadership. And I was like, Dune. And I was like asking my meditative mind, I'm like, Dune the book? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And I'm like, I Dune and leadership. I mean, there's so many themes in that book about leadership. Like, which one am I supposed to be receiving a message about right now? It was so confusing. I was like, I don't know. I'll, I'll try it again tonight when I'm dreaming. I'll ask again for that message or whatever. And like five minutes later, I checked my email and my email had, I had just received an email from this beautiful uh, friend of mine. She's a powerful psychic. She's just really an amazing soul. Her name is Ellie Molina. If anyone wants to go, or maybe you've talked to her before. She's, she's very, if not, you should. And she wrote this email. It was a, just her newsletter, just her normal thing. It wasn't even to me. It was to everyone. But the quote at the top of it 
was from Dune and it was about leadership. (laughs) And yeah. And I was like, oh man, I mean, this is how the universe works. And it's, it's not just the messages that I got and those are helpful in their own way for me to understand, you know, various aspects of my path and, and whatnot. But it's also that feeling just like you got when she texted you, how are you? right? It's that feeling that, oh, there is someone listening. There is something listening and there is someone and something that loves us and that is within our, you know, reach and that connects with us anytime we want to. And I feel like that is part of the antidote to this anxiety and depression and these things that are going on in the world right now. Because like you said, we're human. Even if we understand you know, the machinations of the world, like it doesn't stop all this destruction that's happening. It doesn't stop all the people who have died and who don't have water and food and, and care right now. And that affects us. We're compassionate beings. We have empathy. And so this is one way we can remember there's something bigger and greater and beyond all of this chaos being orchestrated by the psychopath class right now. Um, And at the very least, it gives us some solace and some you know, good feelings. <laughs> it's nice to be loved in that way. Yeah. 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 You feel that. And, you know, it's interesting because I spent so much time on the road and this is my first time of being stationary in my own space. I mean, I'm usually in somebody else's house or in a vehicle and, uh, it's, um, well, I completely forgot where I was going. Uh, <laughs> stationary and I mean, right. it's a, you're, you're more solitary than you have been for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's, uh, oh, well, that sensation of being on the road when everything, when you're in constant need, right? Like you don't know where you're going to sleep. You don't know what you're going to eat, where you're going to eat, who you're going to meet or any of these things, but it, it just continuously works out and you're just constantly in the vibe and constantly being brought to the next event, the next thing. And, and, you know, I used to make a joke on the road saying I ain't dead yet, which was kind of, it was a joke because, uh, everything couldn't have been better. Right. Like I just was constantly running into perfect people, perfect food, perfect things, all these situations of bliss and beauty. And, uh, you don't get that when you're stationary, right? Like when you're, when you're, but you get it in other little ways like that, like where the phone calls come in at the time that you need to. And speaking of Dune, Sean Young also called uh, <laughs> during that moment of meditation, um, <laughs> telling me how great she was uh, really starting to get into this play that she's in in New York and how everything was finally coming together and stuff. So, it was kind of this other side of it where somebody was giving me their, you know, positive. Um, but yeah, so one thing that I had noted over through all of this is I talk of the beauty of the synchronicities and all of the things that, and this, you know, how it all works out. But rarely do I ever mention the dark side of that, which is the constant sense of peril <laughs> that you're in, always wondering where your food is going to come from, where you're going to sleep and where all of that's going. And a lot of times you don't even recognize the anxiety or the fear of living your truth, right? Because that's what I was doing, right? The The universe had messed with me so much. I mean, authority had been on my ass from the moment I I stepped out into the world, right? Like, I mean, teachers, principles jocks uh throughout my whole school career i was i was hounded by by authority and and those bigger than me and then out of school i uh i got chased by the police oh my god like i grew up in the first police state in in orlando and i mean it was just chronic where every every you know did i make a right turn did i put the blinker on did i it was just this constant trauma of voices in my head that were you know just because i was always being prey and then i went to college and i got my student loans and i didn't pay those and they hunted me forever you know and now i feel like i'm hunted by the tax man even though i'm not but i'm engineered to feel that way now and you start to not realize you know the amount of trauma in the in the anarchy that you're living in uh 
but it's also worth it because the payoff is this beauty of knowing that there's this divine force that's actually in your life doing things for you. It's, uh, but you know, you can't underestimate the amount of, of trauma and that you don't even realize you're in, you know, I think that's the key here is that most people don't know how much they're suffering and they, they, they have no real gauge to kind of figure out how strong they really are in that they have survived all of the things that they have. Uh, that yeah. was something that's been going through my mind as I listed all the times I almost died. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not making light of that. I mean, I was nearly dead, you know, a couple of a few a number of times, but uh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. It's really it's crazy, actually. You know, I saw this thing a while ago. It a, it's a meme. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Maybe you have too. But it was like, you know, if you've survived the past few years, you've survived and it just listed like all of the psyops and the, you know, like you were saying, the food exploding and like all of the like everything in society, the infrastructure sort of crumbling. And, you know, this is a huge time in history of this great tumult and transition and transformation and it is stressful but even before that like you're talking about we are actually like bred and born into this absolutely psychopathic system very intentionally so meant to like destroy and extort our strong emotional core which you know maybe is that soul like the aliens say that that we're containers for and you know it's, it's being you know squeezed so maybe something can feed off of it but whatever is actually going on with it it is terrifying it's horrible and most people don't understand how much trauma they've endured and how strong they really are i always think of that story you tell freeman about the one of the rainbow gatherings or maybe all of them where you know people will come in and just suddenly feel that care and that love and that actual sense of community not this bastardized psychopathic version we're sold and packaged as like oh we're all in the community together it's a community guidelines and like take care of each other by wearing your mask not that level of care, but like actual care, actual community, and that people would actually like start shaking and just crying as they're releasing all of these layers of protective energy that we've had to build up to live in this psychopathic system. And, you know, right now they're kind of like ratcheting it up to this fever pitch and who knows where they're going to take that into, you know, World War Three and the rollout of mass CBDC, central bank digital currencies and all these 15 minute cities and their transhumanist techno communist agenda you maybe but in the, wherever it goes it's already traumatic enough and it's uh overwhelming and you know i think a lot of people never ever get to that layer because we have all of these programmed behaviors that we're supposed to you know we've been modeled for us all our lives and we're supposed to just follow along and We've become either super codependent where we're like, whatever you need, whatever you want, don't look at me. I'll just, I'll just back myself into the corner and you can have all this space. Like, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> or we've become narcissistic and sociopathic and psychopathic ourselves because that's the other way to get by is you kill or be killed. Right. Um, and that is so traumatic too. And so we're all suffering under this. You go talk to people and Ideally, if they're even somewhat healed and somewhat conscious, you can actually engage and share a smile and connect and feel some care and connection. But a lot of the times it's like, you know, oh, let me talk to you about the 12 pre-programmed, pre-packaged topics that were put into my mind by the media last night. Those are all traumatizing as well. And while we're talking about them, I'm going to be some level of narcissistic or psychopathic to you. And I'm not going to actually ever care about you as a person, but I am going to try to squeeze you for some sort of ego boost for myself, right? Yeah. Like this is, this is like society and that's traumatizing to never... To, to go engage with other humans, look them in the eye, but not actually have connection is traumatizing too. It's very, uh, again, lonely. And I think this fake version of community, this idea of the community standards and the public health and the, you know, I do this for you and for the benefit of others and all of that nonsense, um, you know, we have to really get back in touch with ourselves and with one another and and cut through that. But Man, if I know you've tried it so often and you have the same reaction, I'm sure sometimes it works and sometimes people just 
treat you like you're insane. They become really uncomfortable and they don't really want to be around you anymore. <laughs> yep. I right? Definitely you're ran not off. playing the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ran off all my neighbors. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You made me think of like when I'm leaving rainbow gatherings and you've been through all this bliss, you're still covered in dirt. You've never even looked at your face. You got tufts of fur on your face, you know, if you're man <laughs> and, uh, you know, just mud and whatever. You don't even know your hair's everywhere. And you walk into your first convenience store because you've got to get gas and get ready to go home and get, you know, whatever. And because I hate convenience stores. I never walk into convenience stores, but, you know, you have to as you're leaving Rainbow because you got to get cast. But anyway, uh, you walk in and you're feeling all this bliss and love. You've just been in this community, been in fires and sitting around and all this beauty. And you walk into this first convenience store and it's got these flickering friggin' fluorescent lights that are just, you know, racking your brain and your eyeballs that these people don't even notice anymore. And then the, the cashier, I mean, this whole system of uh, of customer versus employee, you know, there's no bonding there. There's no nothing. And, and they don't even look you in the eye. And that's the first thing you notice when you come out of Rainbow is nobody's looking you in the eye anymore. There's no serious engagement. There's all this stuff. But yeah, I was just thinking about how that, how much we block out, you know, and we sit there and put our put up with all this. And I've really come to the conclusion that we really have two choices. And this has always been what I've felt, but I've never really stated, I guess. Maybe I have, but either way, anarchy or justice, right? There's so many people out there that think they need justice. We've got to get them. We got to put them in Gitmo. We've got the White Scots queuing on. We're we're going to put everybody away. We're getting justice. We're going to just, you know, eradicate the world of all these evildoers and these psychopaths. And of course, in my opinion, that that would never work because obviously if you're going to uh, bring justice, you need an authority to bring about that justice. And therefore you, you don't have freedom again. You know, it's like yeah. a catch 22, but anarchy is something that people misunderstand. They think of it as chaos or uh, havoc. And uh, but, you know, rainbow gatherings show us anarchy in a positive light and how that all works out. And you see that we as humans, you know, we love to care for one another. We love to do everything for one another. We love to share and uplift others. You just can't help it. And I use rainbow again as the example, because on, on pizza night, I mean, you got to fight off workers, you know, like everybody wants to make pizza on pizza night. <laughs> everybody wants to serve pizza on pizza night and just be a part of that glory of just, you know, sharing with their people. And so you see that, that humans, I mean, rainbow has no money and, and humans all work and care and do all of this for everybody without the necessary overlords giving you control or uh, universal basic incomes or any of that so anarchy versus justice is is i think where we're at and if people can't give up on this concept of justice then we're we're never going to get anywhere because we it's just an endless cycle right oh it's such a good point i'd love the rainbow gathering as this microcosm of anarchy as well because it's really easy to understand it's really quit comparing to... it to burning man yeah, no, not even the same. Yeah, not even close. People. Sorry, I had to throw <laughs> I mean, that in because there's people right now thinking, yeah, I get that at Burning Man. No, you do no, not you get don't. this at Burning Man. You do not. No. Okay, sorry. I just had to. Yeah, say. no, I think that's a really good point. And I, there's something like intrinsically within me that understood that. I actually heard of Rainbow Gatherings first. I was supposed to go to one and I was going to hitchhike down to Mexico with this guy and we were going to go to the rainbow gathering and all this stuff. And life just was like, no, you're not here. These cops are actually going to beat you up and throw you into jail. And then your car is going to get totaled and then you're not going to be able to leave. So I didn't get to go. But um, <laughs> then I heard of Burning Man and I just knew like that is a pile of garbage. No offense to anyone who might like Burning Man. But in my opinion of what would be a good time, Burning Man is not it. And I and I think the intent behind it is completely different. It's obviously been corporatized for a long time. But Rainbow Gathering is this perfect little microcosm of anarchy. And it is a really good teaching tool, therefore, to help people understand because so many people, like you said, do not understand what anarchy means and intentionally so. 
that's been programmed by the psychopath class through our education, through our media over and over again, we're brainwashed to associate anarchy with absolute like devolvement of humans into their most base and horrifying, twisted, traumatized selves. You know, we see it all the time in every, I shouldn't say every, but the vast majority of movies and shows and books and things that we are programmed with. And it, it it's, I've been trying to call people's attention to this for so long. I'm like, why does every movie, when the government collapses or when the police are gone or whatever, why does it suddenly become everyone is raping and killing each other? Do you know anyone who would just go rape and kill because no one was looking? I don't know a single part. Well, I've known one in my life at least, but you know, in general, those are not, I don't know those people. Even the worst people I know with the worst dispositions and the least healing and they still wouldn't go do that just because no one was paying attention. This whole idea of the purge, right, was the same thing. And all my students when I was teaching in public schools were so into this purge. And so I had to figure out what it was. And it's so dark. But it was that idea. And they would even ask me, like, do you think, what do you think would happen? I'm like, I don't think much would happen. I think a couple people would would maybe go do that because that actually is within them. And the vast majority of people wouldn't do anything to harm anybody. Maybe they'd go do something they always wanted to do that's like way less, you know, that's mischievous, but not like evil. That might happen, but that's that's not, that's not what people are. That's not what's in their hearts. I think that's why the psychopath class has to work so hard to program us with these ideas because our natural state is the rainbow gathering. It exactly. is caring for each other. It is just taking care of ourselves and being happy and being healthy in this very twisted way we've been um you know invited to become this this sort of decrepit version of herself and so traumatized and so much easier to choose ne the negative and the disconnection that's that's so that we don't find our true nature and realize like oh if we actually just let go of all of this our natural state is to care for each other to care for the earth to care for ourselves and to thrive basically it doesn't mean bad things don't happen and that we don't need to come together to overcome adversity and it's not this you know perfect utopia but it is way better actually than what we have and i like that you brought it to this idea of justice as well um you know because you're absolutely right once you once you start talking about that it's like well who's going to carry it out and what power do they have then and what if they become unjust then who's who's justicing the justicers like you know like this is not we don't want to go back into the exact same thing that we're trying to exit um and uh, honestly, I've seen on this mass scale, you know, I do a lot of work with my own past lives and with the people who I work with and their past lives. And, you know, seeing these things continue from life to life to life, it's justice is going to happen whether we like it or not. There, there's no avoiding justice. And, and this is the idea of karma, which really is just the idea of cause and effect, which really is just the idea that whatever you do, you're doing to yourself. So if you've done something, so if you've created a hurricane to destroy an entire city like Acapulco or an entire region uh, and leave all these people without food or water, you did that to you. And and I'm not saying this to be all lovey-dovey, let's let them off the hook. I, I'm saying this to say, I know that justice will be served to them. I know that they will experience everything that they have caused to happen because I've seen it over and over and over again in my own past lives to this life and other people's past lives to this life. And I just understand it's a law of the universe. It doesn't mean that if someone were aggressing upon me right now, or if someone just like had a hurricane machine and they were across the street and they were about to press the button that I wouldn't go stop that. I, I will absolutely act in my, you know, self-preservation and, and care and if that means, you know, defending myself, then I'm absolutely all for that. I'm not a pacifist, uh, but I also understand I don't have to be the one who's in charge of bringing justice on a mass scale to anybody. Absolutely. But now we're seeing justifications from people of the book. So imagine if you could just name your nation Israel and it's in a holy book then you've got every excuse to do anything and everything you want to do. And everybody's going to support you because this holy book says that you're supposed to support this thing called Israel or, or you know, you, the, the Bene Gesserit witches of, of, 
uh, Dune would do the same thing, right? They would seed a prophecy so that if any of their ministers showed up on that planet, they would be worshipped. In the same way, you know, the Rothschilds just build a nation called Israel, and therefore we all must support it. I had no idea that we were living in a theocracy. I really didn't, you know, see. (laughs) I mean, I, I see the holy wars going on in the Middle East and such, but when it started to really reach World War III, potential this is when it's starting to strike me even more not that i was unaware but it just it's it's mind-boggling how so much trauma so much of this uh terror that is occurring is because of interpretations of ancient texts that have been passed down through time that are followed or not followed right you've got uh, jewish people now standing up saying the Hebrew people are not supposed to have a land. This is not the way, you know, this is biblically incorrect. And so they you got these different interpretations. So now you've got Jews against Israel and this Israel-Gaza war and and then all of the allocations for it and the, and the American government saying, well, you know, we've got to support them because it's in the Bible and it just freaks me out. Oh, it's so weird. I I really thought that was like in the past, like this this theocratic sort of bent within our own government. Like, I, I mean, I knew there was people obviously still in the government who were who were like this. I didn't know it was like if in fashion anymore to say it out loud. And what was this new Speaker of the House guy that they just elected? Which you know is I'm it's scripted. I, there's no accident there. I don't even know. I've never heard of this guy before. And now he's Speaker of the House, and like the first thing he says is something like, you know, I, I know that God put us all here at this moment in time to like stand up for Israel because of it's written in the Bible. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that's bold in my opinion to just suddenly start quoting the Bible and saying we're all in God's mission here. Like the first thing you do as speaker, what a what a weird, weird world. But they, you know, they were always planning this. Like you said, they they created the nation itself to fulfill these prophecies as as they're interpreting them. And, you know, they've also created the the rage on every side ahead of time so that at specific moments like this, they can just turn the release valve and direct this emotion wherever they want. And this goes back to that depression that everyone's feeling, this anxiety everyone's feeling, the injustice that everyone sees that they they desperately want to rectify. And all of these things, uh, you know, were, were done on purpose. Like we were forced into this economic downturn, even though we could see that it wasn't the best for us. And, you know, all, all of this stuff that we've been seeing in the last few years is is kind of bottled up inside most people. And now all of a sudden you have this release valve and now they're like, here, pointed at Israel or pointed at Palestine. In fact, it doesn't matter which one you choose. We've got the narrative supporting both. We need you on both sides of it. We need people on both sides to be really really passionate about how right they are. And what we really don't need, they're saying, is the people who see through all of that and are seeing past it all and saying, yes, yeah, of course we don't want Palestinians to be murdered in this open air prison. And of course we don't, you know, want also, if it's even happening, if it's even real, people to go and behead babies. Like, obviously, most people don't want any of that stuff. And at the same time, we can see that the division around it is on purpose and that the release valve has been struck for a reason and that we're supposed to be pushing so heavily and so emotionally on both sides so that they can orchestrate their wars and their chaos. And then they can provide the solution and put the order in place, which is the order they've been going towards all along their new world order. And so if we're not careful, our emotions, our unhealed emotions are being used by these psychopaths. It's it's different even than the idea of the louche, right? That those that there might be these beings that are squeezing our our souls in these containers that we're in and, and feeding off of the sort of excess that leaks out. This is their creating all this emotion and you not letting you have any healthy way of expressing it and then directing it at the side they want to cause whatever level of disruption or destruction 
And you might be right, whatever side you're on, right? You might have aspects of whatever it is you're holding in your mind and your heart that are correct. It is correct to uphold the sanctity of innocence and not let the underdog just get pummeled by a huge bully. And it is also correct to say that people have a right to their home and safety and not, you know, terrorism or whatever people think is going on. (laughs) Um, And those are both true. But you have to ask yourself, like, well, what am I being asked to direct this emotion and this energy at right now? And should I go along with it? Right. You could, it's okay to feel things. It's okay to think things. It's okay to know what you believe would be best. But perhaps it would be better to not just react emotionally and start spewing that around uh, because perhaps they're directing it towards something. I see this. We can go back to the, you know, the race, BLM, George Floyd, all of that stuff. Very, very similar. They have the same playbook every time. They're like, look, here's this person being you know, tortured. Oh, now they're murdered. It was a white man who did it to a black man. Everybody get upset. Everybody go. And now here, burn down this city, (laughs) cause more disruption, cause more fear, cause more chaos. And again, you could see on any side you want to look at, there's some right, right? Like, no, it's not right to kill someone. No, it's not right to, right? What What's crazy about that story is uh, just recently it was released again, that that George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose and that there was no asphyxiation that occurred. Yeah. And yet uh, Derek Chauvin is is not going to be released from prison. You know, that's not going to happen. And and so even once the truth comes out, once they state, oh, well, actually, Derek Chauvin didn't kill George Floyd. He died later of a you know overdose. But we're going to blame him anyway, because he didn't call uh, paramedics and then nobody nobody cares to change their opinion they've they've got their you know they've been looting and writing and burning and uh nobody's gonna come back and go oh my bad uh, right <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah no they're it's even in your mind yeah all of it right all of it is all made up it's all made up in your head uh this this tv show i've just uh noticed that came out called raid the cage have you heard of it yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's brand new. Raid the Cage um, is a show where you get to loot the stage for prizes. So you run in, you steal as many things as you can, and you run out. <laughs> oh, wow. It is now a TV show. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, talk about programming into conditioning and all of this for real it's it's crazy i mean to have like no boundaries like this and not not respect just other people and you know the level of um entitlement that we've combined with this victimhood uh in our society that's been programmed in those, those that combination is just so lethal i mean you have no um real a value in yourself because you see yourself as a victim you see yourself as powerless and then you have no real value in others you feel entitled to anything uh, because of your victim status usually and it's a it's a really bad spiral to be stuck in it's hard i think to call people out of it i i know there's a lot of people who've been programmed with this that do come out of it i have a lot of um hope that more and more that that message is getting across and just that feeling of how it feels to take responsibility for yourself and to realize your own power and to create something good in your life. I mean, it's, it's like those synchronicities, right? When you go into that meditation and you call for this thing and then it comes to you, it's, it's like those types of experiences, whether on the soul level like that, or, or even, you know, on the physical level, you go out and you, you plant a, you know, (laughs) tomato bush and you get the tomatoes when they grow, like even just things like this, will call people back to this, reality we actually live in instead of this one that's been constructed for us and i you know like we said it is it really is all in our head it really is all constructed i mean like that chauvin and and floyd were in a a porno together right i mean like why were they in a porno together before this moment yeah they were together in a nightclub yeah right and that too so and that's the the nightclub part at least is very provable and on record right so they have this history together so how did it end up in this anyway and 
Um, Miriam Hanane did a really great movie, um, The Real Timeline for George Floyd. And, you know, she points out all these other, and I'm and I'm sure some others have too, of, of all of these other, you know, inaccuracies and things that just make it look like this was a stage and all of these people are actors, including the people standing by filming. And, you know, is is Derek Chauvin even in jail? I don't know. Is right. he, if he's an actor and he was hired to play this role, maybe he's not. Maybe none of the J6 people, I hate calling it J6, I'm sorry, <laughs> January 6 people, maybe they're not in jail. Maybe they haven't been put in solitary confinement. Maybe they're not going to be there for 22 years. What about that Ghislaine Maxwell? Be- yeah, I never thought she went to jail either. Like, what evidence do we have? We have a picture, one picture. I, I don't know, or some video that's supposed to indicate something. And it's so easy. It's it's not even the, you know, AI, you know, deep fake sort of technology that that's creepy in its own right. But it's that they don't even have to do that. They can just tell you and just give you one picture and everyone goes, yep, that's real. <laughs> right. It's in the we, news. It's real. Yeah. We don't know if any of these things are happening, no. I, you know as well as obviously the the 40 babies beheaded you know that that came out exactly 33 years to the day as the testimony of the babies in incubators from Iraq right that's not exactly. an accident no. <laughs> yeah it's mm. a constructed a constructed stage and it's elaborate and and there's one more reason to do our best to not just become emotional about it. And I, I really want to cl- be clear that I don't mean don't have emotions. I, I mean, don't act in them, you know, like have your emotions and recognize them and be with them. And and that's part of healing. And that's part of processing. And uh, whether something real is real or not, we can still be emotional about it. It's okay. But to not react, because you're controllable when you react from a place of emotion. And, and that is the whole point. That's why they construct these things to make us feel Emotional fear, fear is their favorite one, but any emotion will do. Yeah, and we're finding that 5G and uh, many of these other technologies do induce emotional states and uh, all of the things that the targeted individuals have been talking about. I had this thought about a guilt machine. So if you had a 5G projector that was capable of making you feel guilty and then you had an AI connected to the MRI that could determine what you're thinking. And then you make people feel guilty and watch where their brain goes. And then all of a sudden, whatever they're guilty of is popping up in their mind. And you've got uh, you know, a perfect detector of crime. Uh, or even blackmail, because some of it <laughs> might right. not well, be illegal, yeah. but It would all be yeah. used for blackmail, without a <laughs> doubt. I mean, you know, that this is just the modern Catholic Church, right, of confession, right? <laughs> right? Uh, just put into this new state. But, okay, so let's, let's jump to Robert Card real quick. Uh, just this idea of him hearing voices coming out of a mental institution and, and right on cue when we need a white killer... Uh, using automatic weapons boom you know there it is it was uh, it's it's crazy but then we look at all of these people now it was interesting somebody you know did some anagrams out of robert card what words could you get out of robert card and uh terror actor is is uh, definitely one that you can get out of robert card uh just taking those letters but um yeah, so all of a sudden, this is the latest, right? This is the just tossed in front of and, and the the horrible pictures of this guy that don't, you know, why is it uh, with UFOs and shooters we can't ever get a good shot? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so you know, again, we're back to the SSRIs, the medications that tell you you're going to go psychotic, and the you know in the directions of, uh, you know, the side effects of, of these medications. And we find that every single one, James Holmes of the Aurora shooting hell, he was working for DARPA. His dad was working with mind control. Uh, Adam Lanza, they had some connection to the CIA, the, you know, it just goes on and on. And then, you know, when we look at like the Aurora shootings uh, at the Batman movie with uh, James Holmes, 
we have all these reports that he wasn't alone, that there were multiple people there, that they the shots came in from two different sides. They were throwing canisters of smoke or tear gas of some sort. And, uh, you know, so the story, uh, it never is just cut and dry. Like, hey, this guy went into a bowling alley and shot 18 people. Uh, there's already all kinds of questions about this scenario. And then curiously enough, and I, I kind of find this as like the epitome or, you know, maybe a statement of where we're at in our world because they spent uh, the FBI and other authorities spent over two hours bullhorning uh, Robert Card's house. And uh, well, he wasn't home. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah. Uh, that's what seeking justice gets you, you know, but supposedly he's still out on the on the run and they're still hunting him. Which is the maybe the longest we've gone with one of these, you know, I, I'll just call it a false flag because that's what it seems like to me. Um, shooters is usually they they kill them right away, right away, find them yeah. right away. They're dead. They killed themselves like they're they're out of the picture pretty quickly. And, and this one's gone on for a while and still hasn't been concluded. And um, that's surprising. Of course, I just have seen within the past hour or so of recording this that they found a, a suicide note. So they're already setting the stage for him to be out of the picture. Right. Uh, and it's always convenient to have. They these said they can't the read picture. it. Oh, really? <laughs> that was a weird part. I, I was watching the news last night to see how this came out. And they said this is the 556th mass mass shooting this year. 556. That's what they said. I wrote it down. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I, you know, I haven't I haven't gone to go look into this yet, but that's what she said. And I was just like, no, that can't. <laughs> I think I would have heard about these, but uh, they have to say things like that to get people more upset about it, right? Um, it's just like they had to cancel the MTV awards in Europe so that Taylor Swift could make a big deal about how unsafe it is so that the younger generation could care more about this Israel-Palestine greater World War III lead up. <laughs> they like they have to put these things in place. I remember, though, again, when I was teaching at public schools, we had these active shooter training and drill and all of this. And um, one of them, I, there was many, but one of them specifically, they had up on the on the screen these, you know, uh, often military, sometimes just police, sheriff uh, were the ones doing the training. But they had up on the screen this uh, list of of all the mass shootings and over time and how it's it's growing now and it's it's more than ever. And you know, they were going back to like the '60s even. And I was looking, and so many of them said, you know, casualties and fatalities zero. And I was like, well, you know, so the question and answer part, I was like, well, what? why are there mass shootings up there counting as a mass shooting at a school where the fatality and cas uh, casualties are zero? And they said, oh, well, if there's, you know, a gun anywhere nearby and there could have been more than one person shot intentionally, we counted as a mass shooting. So I can see how they got to 556 right. pretty easily. I mean, where it's like is there you, not? <laughs> it's like if you died of COVID or with COVID, right? Exactly. <laughs> and people don't generally ask those questions because, we're again, if we go back to the, the rainbow gathering, like no one, we we hope that no one's trying to deceive us. We don't generally try to deceive one another. So when someone says that, we just take them at what we would mean if we said that. And of course, the psychopaths are so good at using that against us and doing exactly this, right? This is how many mass shootings there's been this year. And in reality, there's only been the the few that they have pulled off themselves. <laughs> this guy was known to the FBI. That's always true. It's always true. There's some engagement or connection with the FBI or the CIA. That mental hospital stay, you know, and, and there's the perfect time to get deeper into the programming, especially if he was a targeted individual and these voices are voiced to school technology. And it's just, we could just go down the list and every time it's like, check, check, check. It's the same script every time. Um, so I guess for those of us who know that it's easier to not be emotional about it. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, they, they do it a couple different ways too, where it's like, sometimes there really are people who got killed and then it is really sad either way. And other times there isn't, and they just say there isn't. And those people seem to be fake. We never seem to be able to find a real 
you know, picture. It's almost like there's just a silhouette created in the digital world. <laughs> no doubt. Or dummies in a mattress or dummies sitting in a hospital bed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what we're coming to, and let's wrap up this first hour here, is that humans actually manifest reality and that the magicians in charge of this planet uh, have known this forever and have programmed us using uh, you know, originally religion in the books and, and therefore we manifest that reality. And then now, you know, this mass, mass media that we, we are just inundated in and never getting away from the screens that we are being, they, they use all of these tools because the truth is that we as humans manifest reality. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly why I love to do what I do. Cause I, my whole goal is to empower people to more intentionally and more effectively manifest their reality. And uh, that's why I, I work with people with their past life trauma and healing that I work with people and just connecting more deeply within themselves, meditating more deeply. And also these, this dreamwalking course I'm going to do in December. I'm really excited about that because it's so easy. <laughs> I really want people to be able to do this. The more we free ourselves from this psychopathic agenda by just not complying with it and by instead manifesting what's truly within us, the better the whole world gets. Without a doubt. So uh, when is that? How can people get involved? Uh, if people want to go to rogueways.org, that's my site. It's ways as in pathways, not as in ocean waves, uh, rogueways.org. And there's a button right on that home screen there that says uh, dream walking course. And, and so you can go there. And also there's schedule a session or book a soul service with me. Those will take you to my booking site where the dream course is also there. Uh, there's also a way to contact me if you just want more information about it. It is going to be through the month of December. It's just the perfect time. Like we were kind of mentioning earlier, winter is, you know, it's it's darker out. We're more kind of inward looking. We're we're at rest more. There's less sort of going on. And so the energies are, are more still. And it's like the best time of the year to get into that dream world. And I mean, people will be amazed. I, everyone's going to have success. And people will be amazed at how clear it can be the messages you get, the answers to the problems, the pathways forward, manifestation becomes easier, all of these different things. And you can actually lucid dream. Anyone can. And and I know people are going to have success at that too, if they join us. So I'm excited. And uh, all of December, it's going to be twice a week that we meet. Uh, it's going to be kind of a, a teaching and workshop both. Uh, and you don't have to come live, although it's always better, I think, if you do, but they are going to be recorded. So you can always catch up with them whenever you have time, uh, if the times that we have set don't work for people. But already got a good amount of people who are you know, committed and excited about it. And I am welcoming any of your audience who wants to do it to come. If, you, if you're listening to this and you come and grab it before the end of October and book your spot, it is 25% off already the price is going to go up in november so i really encourage people to come check it out talk to me about it and commit to it and get that better early bird price it'll be pretty cool absolutely i i think there's so much going on in our dreams right now guys because our our awakened mind is is inundated with way too much data and we're just getting pummeled with all of the things going on i mean just death and destruction all around us without a doubt just everywhere you turn on this planet there is chaos and you know it, it, some some you have people to blame some you don't you never know you know are these hurricanes earthquakes floods and fires being crafted we have nobody to blame no one to get angry at but yet when we're looking at warfare with the Russia and Ukraine, Taiwan and China and yeah, Israel and Gaza, uh, then you've got an emotional attachment to pick a side. And so realize that, you know, not to mention all the deaths that happened during lockdown and uh, medical procedures and all the things that killed all those people. Uh, you start to realize that you're conditioned to pick a side. And then when you're not, when there's not a chance to pick a side, say with the earthquakes, fires and floods, uh, you don't. Right. And so recognize that you are being conditioned and programmed through this and then know that 
in your dream time, when you're finally at rest and all of that starts to come out, you, you will start to find so much more. And if you can learn from this, if you could get in there with the lucid dreaming and actually see and recall and interact with your dreams, then you will get so much more out of this. So I'm really excited about that, Lindsay. I, I, I want to dig into that myself for sure. It's something that's been on my mind. And we're going to get more into that on the other side for sure. There's, there's lots of talk about with the weird ass dreams going on. But I want to give you guys a promotional uh, opportunity here that is being offered by Eagle Research Labs. And that is the AquaCure. So if you haven't grabbed or tried this AquaCure, it's it's a um, Brown's gas generator. It, it can be used for all kinds of things. Actually, the AquaCure, although I use it to breathe and and take in the, the hydrogen, uh, it, it comes with a torch. Right? So you order the AquaCure, it comes with a torch. It actually sells as a torch. It's not sold as a medical device. So it has many, many uses is what I'm saying. It it, it hydrates the water better. It, it does all kinds of, uh, you, you can use this in so many numerous ways and even as a torch and make fire out of water. But so on November 24th for Black Friday, so mark this down, November 24th from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m., just that day, uh, using promo code Freeman, and I'll have the link down below for you. Uh, you can get your Aqua Cure from Eagle Labs, Eagle Research, uh, for twenty percent off, and that's a huge saving. That's bigger than any of the savings that we had for the Aqua Cure before, which uh, was five percent. So if you get in now on November twenty fourth from twelve a.m. till twelve p.m. November twenty fourth, Black Friday, get your Aqua Cure for twenty percent off using promo code Freeman. So that's the best deal you're ever going to get on that. So if you ever want to get into this, try it out. This is your opportunity. So I'm going to thank uh, George Wiseman for sending that off and letting me know right before the show, actually, that this was going on. So um, I'm really grateful. So these type of tools, these things that we are starting to learn, these, these uh energetic possibilities that we have with frequency modulations uh, devices and all of the positive things that we can get out of this modern age that are coming to us and all the things that have been hidden from us the anti-gravity the free energy and all the things that could be coming in our very near future you know we, we need to find a place in our hearts and our minds where we are manifesting this positive reality instead of focusing on this uh seeking justice and death and destruction and that's truly the cure to all of this but it is not an easy road because first you've got to compete with your emotional body which is going to take you some time and effort and uh plenty of support and love so that's what we try to share with you here and i hope that you guys are getting all of that and get on over to rogue ways and and definitely look at what Lindsay has all to offer and get deep into this because this is our way out it's it's through our hearts and minds not not anywhere else so thank you all and steve thank you for keeping the ball rolling you guys know we love producer steve here so uh quick shout out to steve for for all the love that he he gives to the show and has for so long uh it's great to have you out there steve thank you so much and i think that will wrap us up for this first hour so i hope you will come over to freemantv.com and help support this show keep things going become a member get the the bonus hours and i do highly recommend grabbing the flash drive because if you really want to get deep you really want to know because i can't fit all of the stuff that's on the flash drive on my website it would take me another a few years to get that all done but you can get it right easily cheap and get everything, all the videos, all the, the free zones, all the radio freemans, uh, photography. You get the book, weird stuff uh, in an animated PDF and all, all kinds of much more in there, artwork and everything. So it's a 30 gigabyte flash drive. Come on over to freemantv.com, hit the shop page and grab that. Help support my efforts and increase your brain power because there's so much knowledge so much knowledge god I, I freak myself out guys i go back and listen to these shows and i'm like damn i'm smart <laughs> but <laughs> i uh it's true though i mean but you know i work hard at being genius it's not like this comes easy i i prepare and pro you know but you're gonna get something there's no way that you're not gonna learn 
uh, at least one thing from every single show. So I hope you guys will do that because it really helps out and helps me keep this thing going. And that's what we need. We got to keep these voices out here as all the chaos ensues. Because believe me, it's only going worse from here. I, I There's no doubts, right? Here we are, guys. Welcome to World War III. Uh, well, we'll see you in the thick of it. Thank you.